Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this is my podcast where I like to talk about like all things kindergarten, things that interest me, things I've been thinking about, um, just reflections on my practice in the kindergarten classroom. I really like having this platform to have those like out loud conversations and really be reflective on my practice because as an educator, I find that like I'm always changing and reflecting on what's happening in my classroom and growing as an educator and learning more. And so having this opportunity to really think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, I think it's really important. And I also think it's really important to have these professional conversations with educators because, you know, like I find that sometimes, especially in kindergarten, we're kind of in our kindergarten, like silos in our classroom. And, you know, it's, there's, we're doing so much in the day that we don't often have time to stop and think or have discussions with other educators. And so I pretty much started this podcast to just have that opportunity. Um, And so through all that, we're now on episode like 53 of this podcast. And I'm really enjoying um, talking to you guys and having an audience and having people listen, email me and talk to me about the different episode topics. It's been a really amazing thing. And this is the first episode of 2021. I did. um, I think I took a break from most of December for the podcast. I feel like I was so tired and yeah, December seemed really long and I was just so tired that I had to take a break for a couple weeks from the uh, podcast, but I'm back. I put out new podcast episodes every Tuesday and this week I'm going to be talking a little bit more about um, using technology. So using technology in the classroom or if you're in distance learning, um, a few little different tips and tricks I've been learning over the past few weeks. I know you might be um, technologyed out. I know it's in uh, if you're in Ontario, Canada, especially, I know this is happening in a lot of places, they've, ex- they've um, moved everybody who was in like in-person schools in brick and mortar schools into a virtual classroom for what they say right now is this week so hopefully we'll be back in the classroom next week but a lot of educators have just kind of suddenly moved over into the virtual space there's lots of educators that have been in a virtual space for a long time now so maybe you'll learn something new or you know it's just like a refresher on some of the things that um, you can be doing in your classroom so hopefully I am able to give you a little bit more tips and tricks because you know like we can rock being in a kindergarten classroom in person and you can be doing all these amazing things but you switch it to like a completely different environment like um, the virtual space and all of a sudden like you're a fish out of water and you know you're you're trying to learn all these new things while still teaching these little little people so um, hopefully you find something informative, something new in this podcast podcast episode. And if not, maybe you have other tips and tricks you want to share with me because I am always looking for ways to improve online teaching and using technology in the classroom because I'm always, um, I always love using technology in the classroom. It's always been one of my favorite things. So yeah, if you don't hear anything new, but you have some great ideas, make sure you reach out to me and I'd love to maybe include them in a future episode of the podcast. But um, with all that being said, let's start on episode number 53 of the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. What I'm first going to start off by letting you know is that over on my Instagram, I get a lot of questions, especially at the beginning of um, 
the break when we first found out we were moving into the virtual space, I got a lot of questions about Google Classroom and Google Slides and how to use certain technologies um, for distance learning. And I was answering a lot of questions about Google Classroom on my Instagram. And so what I did was if you are using Google Classroom and you want to know a little bit more about it, some of the um, tips and tricks that I learned because I also asked my audience for what they use, how they use Google Classroom and they gave some tips and tricks. I put a story highlight. So if you go to my bio on my Instagram, you'll see that there is a story highlight titled Google Classroom. And I, I show you my computer screen and I walk you through like step by step all of the different like things that I did with my Google Classroom. Like I just put up a test classroom so there's no like kids' names or anything. I just made up a, a pretend classroom to show you. And so if that is something that interests you, make sure you head on over to my Instagram. I have been posting to my stories pretty regularly about um, different um, tips on how to use technology in my stories. I've also been posting reels so reels is like the TikTok, but for instagram and so you can check those out those are also in my profile i have a few different reels on some different tech tips that you can use one of them um because i'll go into this a bit more but it's it's just about how you can use google slides better and make it um better for your screen but i'll go i'll go more in depth into that in a second um but yeah you can check out my reels i have um, a tech tip tuesday post that i put out a new tech tip every tuesday so you can check that out so over my instagram is a really great place where i um share a lot of these new tech tips that i find out um, so yeah, if that's something that interests you, make sure you're following me over on Instagram. I'm at creative kindergarten blog on TBT. I think that's my whole username, but if you start typing in creative kindergarten, I pop up. Um, so you don't have to type in that whole thing. And I will also put a link in the show notes for my Instagram so that you can just go and easily find me. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about technology in kindergarten, that's like my main place where I share a lot of this stuff. But yeah, let's start um, talking a little bit about the different tech tools. Um, Google Classroom, like I said, it's it's the platform that um, our school board wants to use, wants us to use, sorry. And so I've learned a lot about Google Classroom and it can be used in so many different ways. A lot of people, you know, um, use the stream, the stream, like the main um, page when you go to your Google Classroom to give information to families, to post learning goals, to post schedules, all that kind of like timely information that parents might need you know that morning and or that afternoon whenever they're logging into the google classroom and they use the classworks tab for more like assignment wise and that works really well for people um i've heard people uh organizing because you can put topics in your classwork tab i've heard of people organizing their topics by day of the week so monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday or by week so like week i don't know what week we're on anymore so let's say this is week number 22 of the school year i have no idea if that's the truth but week 22 um january 4th um 2021 and there would be all the classwork for that week um put there there's lots of different ways to organize it, um, organize it in a way that would make sense for families. You're really like, even though, you know, we're making that, um, we're teaching to students, most of the time, it's not the students that are accessing things like this, it's the parents. So making sure that we're communicating to the parents just exactly how to use the Google Classroom, just as we would explain to the, uh, like our 
kindergarten students how to use certain things you're gonna have to do the same thing for families something that i found that has worked really well is um like recording my screen and making videos to show families exactly where things are it and then you can put them in like another topic that's great to have is like a parent information topic on your classworks tab that parents can come back to I find that putting videos and things there is really helpful to families. You know, um, we have one kindergarten classroom. Some families have like five kids, let's say. And, you know, if each teacher is or each of their educators is doing um, something different, it it's a lot to keep track of. Plus, they might have their own jobs, right? So, um making things as easy as possible for families record screen recording and doing like audio clips over the screen recording so um, families can come back to it so that they can really um, see what is um, happening like if you show them on monday afternoon and by friday morning they might have forgotten where it is but if you always put everything in that parent information tab it might just be a lot easier for them to access so just remembering that, you know, parents are trying their best, but, you know, we're trying to teach them just as much as we're trying to teach the students in our classroom. So making it easy for them um, and knowing that they might have to go back to the information that we're sharing with them is really important and something to keep in mind. Um, another thing I also wanted to share is like I've heard a little bit of frustration from educators about having, you know, families in our classrooms basically now and having parents and um, other family members just having a window and a door into our classroom every single day because they're sitting some of them not all of them but some of them are sitting there all day and listening to what you're saying and engaging in what you're saying and um, I have to say like unless it's becoming really disruptive to your classroom in which case having a private discussion with that family member might be um, warranted but other than that like embrace it when else do we get a chance to reach family members and to engage family members um in this way we're building capacity not only with our students and teaching our students but we're with the families as well now they know exactly what their child is learning throughout the day they know exactly like things that they can be working on at home with their child they're engaged in their child's education in a way that has never really happened before and i think that this is like a really great opportunity to build that capacity with the families and really make them see the importance of the different things that their their child is learning and i think that you know especially in ontario where there are the four frames of the kindergarten program and it's not just math and literacy skills that we're focused on we're focused on those self-regulations those well-being skills we're focused on all of the other frames of our kindergarten program and families get to see the importance of that. So sharing our learning goals, sharing our success criteria with the families and embracing having them in the classroom, I think can make for a really successful partnership between educators and family members. And so again, like unless it, you know, um, it might be really disruptive to have a family member if they're constantly interrupting and in which case like you would have to have those private conversations with those family members. But if it is just really that they're, I know, like educators are nervous you know you have um somebody in your classroom listening and um you might feel judged on like uh, on what you're saying or what you're doing in your classroom and you kind of have to let that go and just become like a performer on stage for your students and your families and that's okay and that's just the reality that we're living in right now and just know that you're being amazing and it's 
such a great opportunity to have family members really see what their child is capable of and what's happening in the classroom. So that's just my two cents on that part there. Um, another part I wanted to talk about is another uh, bit of frustration is that, you know, we have kindergarten students and all these skills, we're teaching them through technology. And so we're not only trying to teach them the skills that we would normally be teaching them in the classroom, we're also trying to teach them how to use technology appropriately. And again, that can be a really frustrating experience. You know, sometimes family members are involved and can help their child with the technology. Sometimes, you know, the family members are working and they don't have time to sit next to their child or they have multiple children and they don't have the opportunity to sit with their child and coach them through the tech. And so I'm hearing a lot of frustration about you know, I have these children and they can't use all the tech tools. And so I'm going to just kind of bring it back to you're teaching the students that you have and that you are going to design and use platforms that are easily accessible to your students and that fit the needs of the students in your classroom. So if you are having a ton of trouble, um, you know, having students use Google Slides, then maybe having your students use Google Slides is not the appropriate platform to use right now. You know, revisiting that in a couple weeks or, in a, or by towards the end of the year, if you're a virtual, um, if you're in virtual school right now, that might be um, an option for you. But really teaching to their students and also remembering that, you know, kids come to school in September and we have to teach them all the routines and all of the um the all of the all the routines and expectations of our classroom that's the word i was looking for all the routines and expectations of our classroom in september and you know kids don't come to school on their first day of school um unless they've been to some kind of school program they don't know where to put their shoes they don't know where to put um their lunchbox or their backpack they don't know how to self-regulate through centers they don't know where everything goes in the classroom and so just the way we teach those rules and expectations in a physical space and we review those rules and we go over those rules and we model that behavior over and over and over again in September, the same thing needs to be applied to the virtual space. So um, our students might not right away be able to use something like Google Slides because you know if you show them only one time how to use google slides like by the next day they are so tired and they're so exhausted and they're learning so much and they're learning through a screen they might have forgotten so reviewing and going over it over and over again making games out of it is a really great way to get students to um, learn those technologies and i think that we have to really like lower our expectations on what students can do with technology like they're trying their best you're trying their best families are trying their best so again just making games out of using different tech tools um reviewing them and again modeling so sharing your screen and showing them exactly what that's going to look like um maybe making certain things up into little songs like um, I don't know, just like making little chimes or songs as you're going through things to help them remember certain steps, having a visual of the steps that they need to go through in order to complete an activity. And again, maybe they're just not ready for certain tech tools in their classroom. I'm thinking back to my being in a brick and mortar school and 
you know, I wouldn't take out, like I love teaching coding to my kindergarten students, but I wouldn't be taking out all the robots and having like 20 robots available for my students to choose from to learn coding in September. Like I took out coding robots like January, February, and we started off in um, like, you know, October, November with unplugged coding. So thinking back even to the brick and mortar classroom, I don't um, show them all of the different tech tools that we have right away. I slowly introduce different things. And even when I did start introducing robots, you know, I would introduce one robot at a time. I'm not going to throw 20 different robots at them at a time. So same thing with the different platforms that we're using. If you're using, you know, like, um, Flipgrid and then you're going over and you're using Google Slides and then you're going over and um, watching YouTube videos and then you're going over and like all of these different aspects of an online space that children might not be um, exposed to previously they're learning all of these new things and it, it can get overwhelming. So starting with one and then if it's that's just not working trying a different one instead and seeing if that one works better um, would be really great. On the note of Google Slides, I was talking about this um, tech tip that I had um, talked about in my reel on over on my Instagram. Um, a lot of the times educators were talking about how if they are in a Google Meet and they are presenting a Google Slide, you can't move um, like if it's an interactive game of some sort, if you're in present mode on your Google slide, you can't move anything on the screen. You have to be in like the edit mode to be able to move things on the slide while, um, while you're in Google slides. And so educators are saying like, oh, I'd rather have it like, you know, in present mode full screen rather than have it in edit mode where it's all like the extra stuff is on the sides. You can see the extra slides on the, the left hand side and all of like the toolbar on the top and the slide is a little bit smaller. And like as an educator and you're presenting your screen, you'd much rather have it be full screen in present mode, but then you can't move anything on the slide if it's interactive. So what I have found is that you can zoom out on your laptop or on your computer screen. And the more you zoom out, the smaller the stuff around the slide gets. So like the the slides on the left and the toolbar will become itty bitty and the slide itself will become bigger. So um, if you see it in the reels, like I zoom out to 33% and you can't really even see the toolbar and the slides on the side and the main slide itself is really big. So you now can manipulate the slide and use the, um, and you can use the um, edit functions. Like you can move things around for interactive slides. Um, without being in present mode. So yeah, on my laptop, I press the control and the dash button, like the minus button, and it zooms out my screen. If I press the control plus button, it zooms in my screen, but that's a really just like quick and easy trick for using Google Slides while, you are, um, while you're in a Google Meet with your students. That can really be helpful for you. So it's things like that that I share over on my Instagram that just little, those little things that if you don't know about, like, you, will, you won't just accidentally stumble across really just by playing around with it. But like once you know it's there, it just makes your life a whole lot easier. Another thing that I have been loving lately is using Jamboard. So if you don't know what Jamboard is, if you've never heard about it, 
it's in the Google suite of resources. So you have like Google Docs, you have Google Slides, you have Google Sheets, Google Forms. There's also something called Google Jamboard. And basically this um, Jamboard started off as an interactive like physical whiteboard that Google was making for classrooms. And so um, you can look it up online. It's like this big whiteboard that uh, you could have. I don't know if it was just used for classrooms. It might have been used for other things, but I just I was just thinking um, um, that it was used in classrooms, and so it started off as this big interactive whiteboard that basically I think would just like save your whiteboard so that you could always come back to it if you like had multiple whiteboards going at the same time, and so it was kind of like an app. It was like a uh, like a blown up tablet kind of, and so they always had this app to make. Jam boards to make interactive whiteboards and so then they just transferred it over so that now you can also use it on computers you can use it on tablets it works great on ipads as well chromebooks whatever and it's just again in that google suite of apps so if you hit that little waffle where you can find all of like your google classroom your google drive all that kinds of stuff you can find um jamboard in there and it's an it's like i said it's an interactive whiteboard and you don't need the actual big physical whiteboard to use it. You can just use it on your laptop or on your iPad or your tablet. Um, and it's just a really great space to use a whiteboard. So if you're presenting to students and they start throwing out this great, these great questions, these great ideas, or you want to do a quick chart or a quick graph, um, you know, doing it on a physical piece of chart paper through the camera screen, it's really hard for students to be able to see that. But instead, you can just throw it up into a, a Jamboard and it makes it really easy for students to see because now it's on their computer screen and it is integrated into your Google Meet. And so it's really easy for students to also go over and see your Jamboard as well. Um, it has different options. So you can add, you can write on your Jamboard just like with a pen as you would on a regular whiteboard. You can add um, sticky notes to it. I love using this for students because students can add their own sticky notes to a Jamboard. You can also add like text boxes and images and shapes. And it's just a really great tool for working on the fly. And also I think it's almost a better replacement for Google Slides when students are using it. So if you're using like interactive Google Slides activities for your students to to use, like if they're playing games, like, I don't know, site word games on Google Slides, you can have those in a Jamboard. And because there's a, the options for interacting with the whiteboard are much more limited than they are in the slot in Google Slides, it makes it easier for students to interact with it because there's not as many buttons. Like there's literally, I think there's like six buttons on the left-hand side of a Jamboard. And so like there's a lot less opportunities for students to like mess up or not be able to find something. And there's a lot less clicks for them to have to do. Like everything is just right there for them. It's really easy. I've actually been creating a bunch of resources to be used in a Jamboard because I find it's just so much easier for students to use it than it would be for a Google Slide resource. So if you haven't used Jamboard in the past, um, I think just playing around with it a little bit and exploring it a little bit would be really great. I'm gonna be making a YouTube video soon um, just showcasing um, Jamboard and all of the things that it can do. So 
If you're interested in learning more about Jamboard, I will be doing a YouTube um, video on it. So make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. I'll put a link in my show notes for that as well. Just because um, talk, I find talking about tech tools over my podcast is a little bit difficult just because like I want to be able to show you guys stuff as I'm talking about it. But obviously I can't because it's just my voice talking. So um, yeah, definitely if you want to learn more about Jamboard, I would head over Um, to my YouTube channel and make sure you're subscribed. I will be putting out a video of using Jamboard and all of the um, different elements that it has. They've recently added a feature, like if you've used Jamboard in the past, um, the backgrounds, they had like these preset backgrounds where there was one looked like lined paper. There was like a blue background. I think there was a black black background that you could do, but you couldn't, you couldn't add your own backgrounds. It was just like, there are preset backgrounds you could use. They've recently added a feature where you can add your own backgrounds in now so that you can put like a 10 frame. Cause before you would put a 10 frame and they'd be able to move the 10 frame around. So they would like interact with it and they could delete the 10 frame. Now you can put like a 10 frame as the background of the uh, Jamboard. So now they can't delete it. It's just part of the background and they can interact with the, the 10 frame without accidentally moving it or deleting it, which I think is fantastic. So you can be used in a lot of different ways. And I've just been really loving um, its versatility, but also its versatility, but also it's limited um like options for students to use. I think that it it makes a great compromise between the two and is a really great option um, for kindergarten students. And I'm thinking about all of the options that we'll be able to do with it once we go back into brick and mortar schools, you know, instead of having like all of these chart papers and like going through and then, um, or even whiteboards where we have to erase our whiteboard at the end of the day, or we want to put something else on a whiteboard and start a new one. Like instead of having to do that, now we have these inter this interactive whiteboard that we can use and it saves them. So you can go back to them at any time. I think it's going to be a really great tool, um, to have in our toolbox for when we even go back to brick and mortar schools as well. I'm really excited about it. So yeah, take a look for that video. Um, I think it'll be a great one. But I think that's all I wanted to kind of talk about today for um, technology and using um, different tech tools and tech tips for the kindergarten classroom. Again, make sure you're following me over on Instagram. I try to, anything new I learn about technology, I try to post on there because I think it's so important. Um, Because, you know, again, this might be, this is stuff like I stumble across. And unless you stumble across somebody else talking about it, it's really hard to like, um, learn certain tips and tricks about using, um, things like zooming out on a Google slide. So I do try to share as much as possible and yeah, so make sure you go check it out over there. If you have any other really great tips and tricks that you've learned through this whole distance learning thing, make sure you reach out to me either on Instagram. You can send me an email and do, um, um, send me an email through my blog. Uh, it's creativepentagonblog.com. I have like a contact form and you can send me an email through there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I mean, I'm not really ever on Facebook, so it's a little bit harder to reach me there, but of course you can always um, reach out to me on Facebook if that's where you are. And so, yeah, thank you again so much for joining me. I'm really excited for another year of podcast episodes. If there's anything that you'd like to talk about or discuss, make sure you reach out to me and let me know. 
thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful to have um, a community and a platform to like talk to people about kindergarten because or else it's just these thoughts that are just like rolling inside my head. And I like having um, a space to just kind of get all my thoughts out there and really reflect and talk about different things about kindergarten. It's one of the things I really love about education is that you're always learning and growing and bettering yourself as an educator and and learning more about um, how children learn and how to teach children. So this is just a really great way for me to really think about that and reflect on my practices. So thank you again so much for joining me. I really appreciate having you here and uh, make sure you're subscribed to my podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes. Again, they come out every Tuesday and I'm really... Um, Looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you later.